You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, filling in for Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday. You guys can listen to us on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205, or also on twitch.tv slash BetQL, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, and you can listen to us for free over on the Odyssey app. We will be over on Stadium at 4 o'clock Eastern time. We'll be there from 4 to 6, so make sure about 40 minutes or so you, uh, you can go over to Stadium and watch us there as well getting ready to talk about some of the wide receivers who uh will be available for free agency possibly could be heading elsewhere to play for some new teams but uh mark i thought you brought up a great point we were talking in break so obviously you're breaking down the the, the steve wilkes news that just dropped about 10 15 minutes ago he's fired as the defensive coordinator of the 49ers we got some news yesterday though that Anthony Lynn is going to be the new running game coordinator for the Washington Commanders. He joins Dan Quinn and that coaching staff in Washington. And that immediately struck you as something that you think could be very profitable to betters. I think so. I mean, two of my favorite head coaches in the NFL were Dan Quinn and Anthony Lynn, just because it was they were so profitable to fade live because they weren't able to hold on the leads. You know, Lynn when he was with the Chargers and Quinn when he was with the Falcons. And now to see Quinn go out and hire him to uh, you know, coach that, you know, be the run game coordinator. I, I just see this team anytime they have a lead in the second half, just being way too conservative, running the football, giving the other team chances to get back into it. So I think it's going to be tremendous for betters. Like I'm going to continue to fire on the commanders anytime they have a lead in the second half with these two guys, you know, running the show. I know they got uh, Cliff Kingsbury out there too, who I don't, you know, have a ton of confidence in as far as offensive coordinator. So um, I, I like that Washington is turning the page, you know, and, and getting some new people in there. But uh, some of these choices are going to be very interesting for betters for sure. Which is just so interesting, right? Because they really went out of their way to make sure this new ownership group, that they got it right with who they hired to make the decisions, right? They went mm-hmm. and got Bob Myers to help them out to make decisions. They obviously got one of the guy, Adam Peters from San Francisco, and they, they knew how important this offseason was going to be because they have the number two pick going to bring in a new head coach. You got the organization, the fan base, just so excited that Snyder is finally gone, but uh, we'll see how it plays out on the field right now though, Mark, I'm kind of with you. It's like, you're going with Dan Quinn, like Anthony Lynn, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. Like, like these are the people and I think Kingsbury is a good offensive mind. I think he's a good OC. I really think that Washington 
they, they were sold that they were going to get Ben Johnson. Like I really do. I think mm-hmm. they no, were I convinced. Too, yeah. I, I think they were convinced he was going to be their coach. That's why they kind of were just playing coy with like everybody else. They took some interviews here and there, but really they were waiting for the Lions season to be over. And that's why they flew to Detroit and they were ready to make Ben Johnson their head coach. And then they're in the air and he says that he doesn't want the job. And I think their organization just completely went into panic mode and they looked Mm -hmm. at the best available options. So, you know, we were just talking about like, what's San Francisco going to do with the defensive coordinator position? Are they going to try and hire somebody to be a long-term solution? Are they just kind of looking for somebody maybe as like a one-year fix? I think Washington, again, like you're probably going to get Drake May or Caleb Williams. Do you really, I know it worked out for Houston, getting Stroud and having D'Amico Ryans as their head coach, right? But obviously you had Slowick to help Stroud. And that's what they're hoping Kingsbury can be for whoever their quarterback is. But it's like, do do we really think that they think that Dan Quinn's going to be the solution? Like, is that really the guy who they think is going to be their head coach? Or are they willing to wait another year for Ben Johnson? Are they willing to wait another year maybe for Bobby Slowick? See, who else of these candidates? Maybe Joe Brady in Buffalo is another great year with the Bills. Maybe he becomes a candidate, right? There are guys that pop up every season. So I don't know, Mark. I really think they wanted Ben Johnson. That was their guy. Mm-hmm. They didn't get him. They hired Quinn. And honestly, like it wouldn't surprise me if Quinn is maybe go- like just a one-year one year thing for them. One and done. One yeah, the done. challenge is, though, when you are Washington, you, when you are the Washington Commanders and you have the reputation that you have, right, it, you know, um, how attractive are you going to be after, you know, you, you missed out on Ben Johnson, you signed Dan Quinn, you fire him after a year, right? It's already probably a little tougher of a conversation um, than it is for some other franchises to get head coaches to want to come to Washington. And now, you know, you're going to you're going to bring in Dan Quinn after it's supposed to be a new era, after you're supposed to be turning the page. And it, it, if he's going to get fired, it's going to be a failure, right? So one-year failure, and then you're going to move on. You're going to say, hey, we want you to come in like you're our real guy. Like, I think that makes it an even tougher sell. Like, you know, I'm glad that they're in prime position to get a franchise quarterback, but I don't even understand the Kingsbury thing. You know, PJ, I'd love to get your – take on this because you're a guy we talk about college football you know week in and week out even in the offseason um I I thought the worst version of Caleb Williams we ever saw was the one that we saw with Cliff Kingsbury so I don't understand why people keep making this connection if I was you know I talk to Kate Constable all the time who's you know a a Bears fan and I told her I said you I if I were you I would not want Kingsbury anywhere near Caleb Williams so I'm surprised that people are making that connection do you feel the same way or is there something I'm missing here? Am I being a little too harsh on Cliff? Yeah, I, you know, I just, I think people look at Cliff's been with Caleb Williams. He obviously coached Mahomes in college. So he's kind of been around both guys. And they just think for whatever reason that, you know, now that he's in the NFL again, because he's been with Mahomes and he's been with Caleb and he might get Caleb again, that he's just going to be a great NFL player. I'm I'm kind of with you though, right? Like Caleb Williams, certainly at USC. I mean, when he was at Oklahoma, like you could see the flashes then, then he goes to USC, wins the Heisman trophy, looks incredible. And then, you know, senior year, he just, there were games he played well. There were other games he would, he didn't play well, but certainly he was much better uh, in his Heisman year than, than he was last season. Um, it's, it's interesting though, Washington. Like- 
Yeah, I just felt like there was a breakdown in fundamentals with Williams. And, and listen, I'm not like these draft guys are much better, you know, breaking down their footwork or whatever. But it just seemed like a lot of bad habits, a lot of hero ball. The offense was very disjointed. It didn't seem like the play sequencing was good that they were able to kind of put him, you know, that USC offense in position to succeed when they played better teams. Like, of course, you know, when they're playing, you know, the bottom of the barrel in conference teams, they're going to put up a thousand points. But, you know, when, when they had the tough games on the schedule, you know, I, I thought the offense looked really rough, um, you know, in, in a conference to where it was filled with great offenses. You had Oregon, you had Washington, you know, teams really putting up a ton of points. But I thought that Williams regressed and regressed big time. And not just, it's not just about the results, but it was just how he looked. Like, it just seemed like he was just, you know, going out there and chucking it up. The offensive line was poor. They really didn't have any way to kind of combat that. So um, I was very unimpressed with what Kingsbury did in USC. Now, Williams loves him. Like, on Instagram, he's like, hey, that's my guy. You know, very, um, you know, speaks very well, you know, kindly of Cliff Kingsbury. But I don't, I don't think that's the long-term answer, especially at the NFL level. Like, if I was a team like Chicago or a team like Washington, I would be a little bit concerned about, you know, Cliff Kingsbury developing my quarterback. Like, yes, he's been around great quarterbacks, but he wasn't able to maximize their potential. And the early going, the early part of a quarterback's career is so important to their overall long-term success. You know, we're seeing it now with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Like, your landing spot is so important. So, um, yep. I, you know, I'm hoping that Williams gets to a spot to where they can kind of get him back to fundamentals and really maximize his talent. Yeah, and to your point, you know, about whether or not Washington's going to become an attractive job, like it really just does all come down to the quarterback position, right? Do you think Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. is leaving Michigan to go to the Chargers if Justin Herbert wasn't the quarterback? You know what I mean? Like right. he sees a guy, he sees talent in L.A., and he knows if he can get the right formula, like they can contend. How many times have we, how many years in a row do we keep talking about the Chargers and how they win the Super Bowl in the offseason? Like on paper, mm-hmm. they could win that division. They could contend in the AFC, but they've had Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley as their head coach. Now they bring in Harbaugh and it's got a lot of people excited. So Washington's got a hit on their quarterback. And whether, you know, it's Caleb Williams and he falls to him, whether it's Drake May, Jaden Daniels, whoever it is, they end up taking. They got to get it right because even if they don't have a lot of wins this year, Mark, like getting the QB right is going to attract a bunch of head coaches who are going to want to play with that guy. Because as you know, too, right. I mean, the thing with the NFC East is a new team wins that division every single year. So you very mm-hmm. easily with a good young quarterback can end up winning that division. So we'll see. Do you think it ends up being Drake May for the commanders? You think he, he goes to Caleb yeah. goes one? Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any chance that Caleb drops. Like, I, I just think mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I to me right now, I think that it, it's Williams, May. Um, I think it gets interesting after that, you know, when you get into New England, do they take a quarterback? Do they go after a Jaden Daniels or, you know, possibly somebody else? Or do they draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Um, you know, or do they trade out? you know, because they do want another quarterback and somebody wants to move up to get Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen there. I personally think New England, like unless they're going to go out and make a push for a guy like Cousins or Fields, like I definitely think they should be taking a quarterback as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. is. Um, you need somebody to throw him the ball, right? You're not going to win unless you, you're not going to win with Mac Jones. So I'm, I'm kind of convinced there, right? Like, you know, so I think they need to move on from Jones. Um, but that's really where the draft gets interesting. But I think one and two, is pretty much 
I, you never want to say etched in stone, but I think it's pretty close, and I think it's going to be Williams and May. Yeah, I kind of tend to agree with you. And you were mentioning, like, those guys are going to need weapons to throw to. We have some some mm-hmm. big names, Mark, that are on uh, that are free agents this offseason, potentially could be with some new teams. We'll start with Mike Evans. And obviously Mike Evans has had a great career with Tampa, won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, had a nice year this past season with Baker Mayfield. What do you think ends up happening with Mike Evans? Do you think he stays in Tampa Bay? for another year maybe signs a long-term deal or do you think maybe he goes elsewhere yeah I think he has to stay right like if I'm Tampa Bay like that has to be a priority I mean he's such an important part of that offense you know you look at Godwin and the injuries that he's had and some of the other guys guys like Mike Evans just don't come around so when you have him and again it's Evans is so critical to a quarterback like Baker Mayfield's success. So we want to talk about, you know, how, you know, Mayfield had a resurgence in Tampa Bay and we want to give him all the credit. Um, He wasn't throwing to Mike Evans in Carolina, right? So let's let's be honest, you know, when he was in Carolina, there was no Mike Evans there. So it gets a little bit easier when you get those weapons around you. So I think that's important. If they want Mayfield to continue, uh, you know, a positive progression, to continue to make that next step, they, they can't pull Mike Evans away from him. So I think that has to be priority number one if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a great point, especially because, you know, he's losing his offense coordinator too, right? Dave Canales is off in mm-hmm. Carolina. So it's like you take away Baker's OC, who has a defensive head coach in Todd Bowles, and then you take away his number one wide receiver in Mike Evans. Like if Mike Evans leaves, I'm very much looking forward to fading Tampa Bay next year for sure because, you mm-hmm. know, Baker had a nice year. But it just it kind of feels like it's gonna it's like one of those one hit wonders where next year is gonna be some regression and then you're missing the play caller. Evans could be gone. So I'm with you. I think Tampa needs to do everything they can to keep Mike Evans in Tampa Bay. Ultimately, it's his decision though. And you know, I don't know. I mean, he probably will go to the team that wants to pay him the most amount of money. But if he wants to win, I uh, I certainly think there could be a chance that he ends up leaving. What about Michael Pittman Jr.? He's a free agent. Anthony Richardson looks like he could be a really good player. He showed some flashes. He got hurt at the early part of last season. Uh, what do you think Pittman does? Do you think he remains with Indianapolis, or uh, can you see him going somewhere else? Again, this is another situation where I think, you know, this receiver and his prototype is the perfect fit for your quarterback, right? You go out and draft Anthony Richardson. What do we know about Richardson coming into the year, you know, coming out of Florida? You know, it was going to be big explosive plays, huge arm down the field. And then, you know, he's going to have the mobility, that intermediate game needed polishing, needed development at the NFL level, right? So, you know, Pittman is, is your long guy. He's the guy that's going to stretch the field, get vertical, be able to jump up there and make catches. I mean, listen, when Carson Wentz was there and he was semi-successful, Pittman was the only reason. Carson Wentz would just throw it in the air and Pittman would go and get it, right? You know, or get pass interference. So I think that he fits what Anthony Richardson does with that strong arm, the ability to make explosive plays down the field, too much to get rid of. Like, again, you, you this is about the quarterback's development and not prying away weapons that are going to make him successful. So I think there's another situation where Indy gets Richardson back next year after his rookie season. We could see a massive leap. They need Pittman there. Um, I, I feel like it's hard to duplicate that type of player if you're the Colts. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Just because, again, like Richardson essentially will be kind of entering his rookie year next season, right? I mean, he certainly mm-hmm. got a taste of the NFL, but he didn't. I don't remember which week he got hurt, but I know it was early on in the season. And Pittman's obviously a nice target. You you keep some continuity there. And, like, if you're Michael Pittman, like, you want to play in a Shane Steichen offense, right? I mean, you're going to put up course, points. Yeah. They put up points. They put up points with Gardner Minshew last year. So you bring in mm-hmm. Richardson, who's got all the arm talent in the world. I'm with you. I think uh, if I'm Michael Pittman, not only should the Colts want to keep him, but I think he should want to stay in Indianapolis, in Indianapolis as well. We'll break down some of these more wide receivers, whether or not we think they're going to stay or leave in free agency. You better, you bet. Presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Mark Trumhill. We'll be right back with You Better, You Bet. Presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.